0: Hey guys, this is T, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Gar and Josh. Enjoy the show, and remember, stonks do go up. Stonks do go up indeed, ladies and gentlemen. LFL football is officially happening. It is, uh, I don't even know what fucking day it is. It's September 14th, 2021. This is episode number forty or 79 of the Hood Pod. My mind's all over the place, but I'm really excited to get going here. So without further ado, Walters, let's just rock us into it after a crazy, wacky week one of football. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses. Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And
1: Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons.
0: <laughs> not after last time.
1: <laughs> not after last time.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. everybody and welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix podcast i'm one of your lovely hostesses the garlic johnson we are joined by almost always by your other lovely hostess the joshua mitchell josh how are them folks out there hi folks there's, in fact, three of them live right now, um, Josh. Those three people, if they ever want to interact with the show, they can go to uh, their email and send us an email at hiddenoxoverdose at gmail Then go to anchor fm slash hood pod and leave us a voicemail. Or these, as these three listeners know, they can join our Discord and they can get live notifications and they can chat along and they can do this and that. Uh, Josh, what's if you had to sell your website hiddenoxoverdose dot uh, com? What would be the one selling point? Why should people go there sometimes? Well, it's great opportunity to look and see what i spend most of my day doing excellent well there you go hidden overdose.com check it out segment start times down in the description below per usual youtube spotify itunes anchor it's all there it's all accurate these days at levi Oki illustration thank you for all the beautiful art you have and will continue to make for us josh how we done Been better how are you oh josh we just we just sat through 16 games of nfl vo- football since we were last here why do you why do you sound so melancholy what's going on pal nothing you want this you, you want to talk about it bud you, no like no. should we i mean we will we'll take yeah, the show I off air if it, you need to talk like do you need need a mental I health day crazy they
1: had no no i just find it crazy they had to add a another preseason game this past week without telling us another preseason game what do you mean
0: I mean, Packers were in preseason. Did not you hear? No, oh, no, I didn't hear. I also can hardly hear you. You're very quiet. Is your mic close to your mouth by chance? It is. Okay. Did you adjust my my oh whatever? <laughs> yeah, we, we're almost got you, Max. But we'll work through it. Um. Oh, so you're you're feeling a little melancholy. You're uh, you're not very happy with uh, week one of the NFL. And I, yeah, you know, if I were high on the Vikings this year, I'd feel the same way. But I was not high on the Vikings this year, so I've saved myself from that. Um. Are you just you want to just hop right into it, Josh? You ready? Even though you're feeling a little down, you hear me a little blue. Now. I feel I hear you great, Josh. You're coming through loud and clear. Okay. Um uh, now. Is it better now? Yeah, hey, you're good. I won't worry about it. Are you good? No. No, I'm not. Okay, so what did you ask? I said how you were doing, and then I asked you if you're ready to get into the show. Oh, sure. All right, Josh, well, the first segment of every show is uh, the Fantasty Zone there, and that's where we like to interact with the fans. Sometimes we got some fan art, sometimes we got some questions, sometimes we've got uh, emails or voicemails or this or that, but the fantasy Zone, before we get into of that, uh, is brought to us by Skybusters, we just want to really shout out the Skybusters, and we really appreciate them existing and for sponsoring this segment. Josh, we also uh, have some food sponsors from time to time. Do you have any beverages or snackages uh, with you today that you would like to uh, shout out? I am drinking
1: a spindrift pink lemonade sparkling static water. Unsweetened lemonade, so it's kind of a punchment. Um I also had a King's Hawaiian roll about twenty minutes ago. I don't know. I could still kind of taste it in my mouth.
0: Dude, are those how are those things like the greatest things of all time? That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh that is definitely an understatement and they're 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 greater than the greatest.
0: Uh I've got uh, some Fannie Mae uh um S'more snack mix delicious got at the old central market and uh arnie's back oh oh baby arnie is back (sniffs) that's the strawberry flavor for all you plebs out there josh i don't believe Um, we sorry go ahead we did get an email i don't know if you saw that oh is it uh, i did not see it go ahead and uh, tell us all about it well hold on yeah before you even do that
1: you've got mail uh carmel bear sent an email that wanted to say that he is a very um very important news and cereal is a soup
0: did did carmel bear really said that
1: absolutely did i'm not gonna (laughs) sit here and not read an email so um gar i I believe we're we're, we've got some senior correspondents for this show something oh. to kind of update reactions to week one or did you want to do something else
0: no yeah we've got some senior correspondents out in the field that are actually so busy their nose is so hard to the grindstone that they couldn't actually uh be on the show today they couldn't be live with us from the field and they couldn't leave uh, any sort of voice message either so they actually just sent in text and uh josh I mean, you you have the same access to the text that i do i will read the first one from eric's if you want to prepare to read the second one from Carl berger so eric's is our, Steel- our steelers correspondent and then Carl berger of course is our colt senior correspondent um So if you know where to find those, they're in the Discord. But uh, I'll go ahead with Eric's first. Again, our Steelers co- uh, senior correspondent. He says, everything is going uh, going according to plan in Pittsburgh. Big Ben still sucks and slightly overthrows every wide-open receiver on the field and just barely does the minimum to not lose the game while their elite def- defense gets the job done. I was very impressed with how they were able to stop the Bills' offense. I also liked how Harris looked in his first game. He didn't do anything flashy, but he made some defenders miss and rarely went down with the first tackle. A good sign for things to come. Hopefully they can address the QB and O-line situation in the offseason before the defense fizzles out. Josh, sounds like uh eric's is pretty happy with this team. Uh it doesn't sound like a great endorsement for this year, but uh eric's likes the future of uh where the Steelers are going. How's oh, Carmel yeah, Bear feeling about the Colts? Um yeah, so Carmel Bear um uh, reported from I
1: don't know if it's Jim Erstey's basement again or not, but he yeah. says, Is sure, he still in that doing that
0: dungeon? I sorry, I want to know
1: i don't know um he didn't put that in there so maybe he got out um he managed to escape through a drain pipe or something but uh sure the colts are doing about as good as you can you could guess but the real convo to to be had is the amount of bronze used in the papa john's franchisee owner of the year peyton manning's hall of fame bust like seriously we have a coin shortage because all of our pennies were melted down to make one tenth of a face and nine tenths of his forehead Hopefully it gets dual use as a coffee table crystal ball in someone's trailer since Halloween is coming up. Will Wentz be simply a caretaker for the offense or a playmaker? Answer us this, our holy forehead. Fumbling a snap on fourth and one is about as promising as getting the Hall of Fame to do a redo. Adios, amigos.
0: Oh, no. So, uh, (laughs) adios, huh? Is that it? That's it? It's over already?
1: I just think he was signing off from his correspondence
0: gotcha when so, we cannot we cannot confirm nor deny whether or not he still may uh, remains in the sex dungeon so hopefully Carmelberry, uh your welfare is uh is is good and okay we're praying for you is what we're saying uh but anyways josh so those were our two senior correspondents in the field this week we appreciate them after week one um as always, I, I won't talk about it in length every week, but if you go to hashtag sponsor the show, there's a bunch of opportunities from $1 to $20 to get your name mentioned or to sponsor the show and get mentioned a bunch. Um, also, if you go to anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash subscribe, all those other ways to sponsor are more active. You have to like go out of your way to send us money regularly if you want to do it and this and that. Whereas if you go to anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash subscribe, it's just 5 bucks a month. You sign up with your credit card. You set it and forget it. So you support us and uh, you don't have to do much else after that. It's a $1. One-time deal. So, those are ways you can support the show if you want. Josh, why don't you go ahead and talk about your massive poll from last week, and then the one you got coming up this week?
1: Yeah. So, uh, last week I asked which running back finishes with the most points on the season. Um, the five running backs picked were Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, James Robinson, David Montgomery, and Josh Jacobs. Uh, we've got no Josh Jacobs love. Um, two people, bo- or two people, voted for Robinson and Montgomery. Three voted for Najee Harris, and four took Joe Mixon. I'm um, uh, not sure if it was before week one or after week one, but um Joe Mixon right now is in the lead. Josh, and I will s
0: I will say I will cut you off just quickly. Uh, if you didn't know, if you like right click on your message, you can go to reactions and you can see who voted for what if you wanted to call out specific people. Not saying you have to. I'm just saying that you can do that if you didn't know. Yeah, no, I figured.
1: Uh, um and then we have a new pull up which is going to be which running back capitalizes on injuries ahead of on injuries ahead of him in the depth chart Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, Tyson Williams, Jermichael Hasty or Tony Pollard. And so far we've got one for Pollard and one for Trey Sermon.
0: Yeah, it looks like Carmel Bear voted Pollard. Uh, He must be a big Tony fan. Uh, But I voted Trey Sermon, and I'm going to use Trey Sermon as a transition uh, to talk about the newest uh, channel we just put in the uh, Discord today, the Gridiron Gossip. We were talking about Raheem Mostert being out for the year, and Derek gave Trey Sermon a resounding endorsement. So if you're looking for people to be talking about the topical current events in football, whether it's stats or breaking news or whatever, Go check out the Gridiron Gossip, and if you want to contribute, uh, you can get. Uh, you just ask for permission; I can put, let you in there. But Derek thinks it's going to be Trey Sermon, Josh. Uh, who are you going to vote for in this poll?
1: Um, I I guess I I would go with Tyson Williams just because the, um Latavius kind of looked a little slow off the get up last night. Um, obviously he's got to adjust to the playbook. He did have a decent run, but um Tyson looked good out of the backfield. Made some catches. Made some man some guys miss. Scored that thirty five yarder. Um i don't want to touch a 49ers running back uh just because they're unpredictable um and i'm surprised you didn't ask why i put tony pollard in there since zeke isn't hurt
0: uh, i mean you you just constantly hate all over uh zeke and uh, it's just an agenda in your head that you will work really hard to make a reality in the other people's head even though it's not like objectively true so i just wasn't gonna acknowledge that and feed the troll so to speak but I, I mean, just now that I've acknowledged it get hurt after last week. Okay.
1: Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So moving on to mems.
0: Yeah, we have decided, Josh, uh, that we're not. And you and I talked about this briefly. We're not the memes segment. Would have worked a lot better if we were visual. We still will name a meme of the week, just out of fairness, but we will not sit here and talk about describing memes over audio. It just sounds like really bad content to us. And uh, so we're I mean, even in general, probably just mentioning a meme is not the best. Right, uh, but I mean, we want people to post memes, we want people to be motivated to try and win Meme of the Week, and if we're going strictly by our emoji rule, uh, I'm pretty sure someone put uh, all these emojis themselves, but the uh, meme this week with the most emoji reactions was actually from Micah, uh, this guy doesn't even listen to the pod, doesn't even contribute to the pod uh, really anymore, but uh, his was uh, the Aaron Rodgers meme, it's a question on Jeopardy, this is the best quarterback uh, in the Saints versus Packers game, and it says, who is Jameis Winston? And that one had uh, five reactions, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Four of the reactions were from Eric's, but it's still five reactions. So Uh, congratulations, Micah, on winning meme of the week.
1: Josh? All right. So you already talked about Gridiron Gossip, didn't you?
0: Oh, yeah, I sure did, pal. Uh, but just to mention it again, if you want to get in and chat about real football stuff and not posts, let us know. Otherwise, anyone can view it. So if you want to go see some, you know, Derek, there was a guy I wanted to get in there, Connor, I'm going to get in there as well. Uh, some people may not contribute uh, to the community much otherwise. I figured listening to their brains and picking their brains about football was, a good, was good content for all of us.
1: Yeah. All right. So we got quick hitter. Gar, I'm guessing it's going to be a short 20 to 30 minute segment.
0: Yeah, just Um, 20 to 30 minutes for sure.
1: But the first one we've got is Garlic's Grinder. You know, I personally saw this and thought it was a perfect opportunity for you to put Garlic's Gut and then just talk about a guy who you thought had a lot of guts this week. But you can go with something that's already been coined.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm stealing right from John Gruden. So we've got a couple quick hitter segments this week, Josh. We're doing a couple things in between the FOD for the, or in between the bigger segments for people who skip around. They don't get to appreciate this because I'm not listing these in the segment start times, but uh, just a garlics grinder straight from Gruden, inspired right from Gruden's grinder, a guy I really appreciated, specifically in the Monday Night Football game last night we're talking about Carl Nassib we've already shouted out Carl Nassib earlier on the pod this year for becoming the first openly gay uh player on an NFL on an active NFL roster good for him and last night this guy forced the fumble out of Lamar Jackson to end up getting the Raiders the win so that's just a grind you love to see so you want to respect the gayness you want to respect the openness you want to respect the pure grit in his ability to win that football game by uh you know strip sacking uh Lamar Jackson so shout out Carl Nassib were this week's Garlic's Grinder.
1: Hell yeah. Moving on, podcast play-along. Write down that segment start time, Gar. It's 5.14 p.m. You got it, pal. Um, so, Gar, any... any? I'm sure you looked through a lot of the things and you wanted... and you made some mental notes, but um, anything stick out to you in, in week one of the podcast play-along? Thank goodness it's best five and not overall.
0: Yeah, uh, I had a... Ch- Shit, week one, if you want to talk about just things like that. Uh, But no, towards the end. I guess I didn't even know you played week one. (laughs) You wouldn't be able to find me on the leaderboard unless you scrolled for a long time. Uh, But no, uh, once uh, once we got to about halfway full, about nine, ten people full, I got an idea inspired by my buddy Aaron. Because I'd ask him to join. He was like, no, but I'll ask my wife, Carrie, if she wants to join. And she actually didn't end up joining, but um, him asking his wife inspired me to try and get a bunch more women involved in fantasy, and specifically, like, f- women first time involved in fantasy, so obviously we're playing with Jamie and Nikita, and Nikita's in the pod play-along, but I think in the end, I got at least five, maybe six new women into this pod play-along, so uh, I'm hoping they, uh, they get more excited about fantasy, so if there's one thing I want to shout out, I want to shout out uh, a bunch of the women that I got to play along this year, so hopefully they can uh, kick our ass. One's in fourth place yeah. right now.
1: And two of them are first and second.
0: Oh, I mean, come on, Jess. Let's let's be nice low, to Brad low-hanging and Jesse. Low-hanging yeah. fruit. Yeah, I know. But
1: yeah, so that leads into our top three for the week. Brad and Jesse must have been sitting on the same toilet as they were tinkering with their lineup because they came up with um, 147.66 points for Brad and 147.46 points for Jesse. Um and then somebody who I don't know, my guess is his name is Cody based on the um, game <laughs> or the user name. Yep. Um he got one thirty one point four six. So um point two points separating first and second, sixteen points separating second and third after one week. So
0: yeah, I mean so yeah. we Brad, I think, got lucky. Brad, I don't know if he actually read, because I clicked, I sent an article out there talked about just, like, basic strategy, and it talked about stacking, like, you know, getting a lot of players from the same team, just praying that they all go out. And Brad stacked a lot of Seahawks. I didn't see what Jesse did to get his high score, but Brad had a bunch of Seahawks on there. Tyler Lockett was one of them. Jesse, though, Jesse, I think, came in second or third of this thing last year, so we can, at this point, confirm Jesse is, I wouldn't say cheating, because there's no rules against it, but Jesse definitely has a, a person or a resource he goes to to get his lineups. And the question is, is anyone else going to go as far as Jesse to win the grand prize of 150 bucks? Because Jesse could run away with this thing if we're not careful.
1: Yeah, no, and, and that would buy him like, uh, you said 150 That would buy him like 147 cases of PBR.
0: I think that's correct. Uh,
1: um, We also had players that we liked last week. Uh, cheaper guys, some guys maybe, maybe not like super cheap, but somebody we thought we'd perform. And I, th- I think we both did fairly well. Both came back to put, Two times their value i had uh t higgins at six thousand dollars he put up 13.8 uh, and then you had brandon cooks at 6300 put up 15.7 so not bad to start you know we're still warming up
0: yeah i mean you don't want to throw out your best lineup week one and then ever because i think everyone can see every entry i'm pretty sure it's not just me that could do that i think it's everyone so i mean like i need to lull some of these people into contentment before i roll out my best stuff it's only five scores across the whole season so i mean i got time yeah,
1: we, we can't like us plebes that didn't set up the league can't see everybody's entry until they've played. So I don't know if you're. No, well, I mean you can
0: you can still see it past tense though. So.
1: Right, yeah. So you're you, you're at that advantage of being able to see what everybody has and then
0: making different picks. So once <laughs> I, again, <laughs> uh, Josh, based on how I performed last year and how I've started this year, I think it's safe to say I do not waste my time doing such things. Fair enough.
1: Uh, so I noticed you didn't put anything in for this next one, but do you have a stud or a dud for this week? Well, oh, right. I just noticed the dud. Well, well,
0: <laughs> well right. Because when I put in one player last week, I was like, it was just a last-minute thing. I was like, let's talk about one player. But then I was like, why the hell aren't we on brand here? We've talked about studs or duds since the inception of our podcast. So let's be on brand here. So let's get one stud or one dud for this week. And I'm actually uh i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna double down on marquez calloway i don't even know what his price is i'm calling him a stud with this week i think last week they didn't need him to do good because the packers were so god awful but i think this week is the week that uh calloway breaks out because they need uh some more receivers versus Juwan johnson carrying that team so i don't know what his value is but that's a stud i like this week
1: all right i i put mike williams and as the um kind of the title of the segment um Says you know it's, he's either going to be a stud or a dud. Um, he's at 5,600. Um, I think he's going to be on that stud route um, just because for that price and what he did last week. Um, him and um, Herbie seem to have some sort of a connection there. He scored that touchdown late for the win. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm I know he's a meme in my eyes, but
0: I put him as a stud. Yeah, I was going to say I was surprised to see you put Mike Williams. I thought I was like, is he really putting him in a dud at fifty six hundred? Because you've only dogged Mike Williams. I think since I drafted him, and I'm sure me drafting him first overall in a rookie draft had something to do with it. Not going to say that was my brightest moment in fantasy, but
1: I think yeah, well, yeah. I was I'm not. I have nothing against him. He's on my dynasty team, but I definitely didn't take him first overall. Um, I have him on uh, the deflate these balls league, and um, so I have nothing against him. It's more so just the
0: draft position yeah we uh that was the year i won though so we will never talk about it again all right josh (coughs) oops sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say
1: yeah no i I think you probably would have done well if you took cmc as well in that draft
0: yeah well that was a white running back and at the time i didn't pay attention to stats or college or anything like that i was like i'm not gonna draft a white guy it was i pretty i think pretty much my exact thought so yeah Yeah. live and learn um
1: moving on to our next quick hitter we've got um something inspired by uh, parents and and new soon-to-be parents called the hump pump and dump so hump is someone that you're high on somebody you like something you like to you want to invest in pump something you want to kind of slow down and then dump just you know get rid of um so a guy that i almost said it folks i almost said a guy that i'm humping well i don't know um, why you wouldn't say that
0: (laughs) might as well juan
1: johnson probably not owned in your leagues um tight end for the saints i believe he has dual eligibility on sleeper um he had two touchdowns he's only projected 61 points he was my stud for the year already so um he, he was only projected 61 to start the season he scored 21 in week one so And he was playing the elite top five defense of Green Bay. So he's only going up from here. Um, Someone I'm pumping the brakes on, Elijah Mitchell. Um, Everyone's going to be running to the waiver wire to grab him after his breakout game last week against, uh, um, I don't even know who they played. But he was on the 49ers after Mostert went down. Trey Sermon was out for whatever reason. um, And he carried the the rock quite frequently. Um, But I'm not going to buy into it just because of that offense that he's in and Shanahan liking to mess with running backs. Somebody I'm dumping, someone I'm giving up on. Um, after that Cardinals offense went out there, Hopkins killed it per use. Um Christian Kirk, I don't know if he did well, but um, their other rookie. Um, oh, man, now I'm drawing a blank. Rondell Moore? Yep, there we go. I knew it was one of the Moors. Um, I, he had a good game. I just think that that offense is is already well-rounded, and so I'm dumping A.J. Green. Oh, no, so you think A.J. Green is no more, huh? Yep, I think that uh, the grass is greener on a different, on the bench. Yep, he's, I'm dumping him.
0: All right, Josh. Well, thanks for that other quick hitter. That's a little between the segments thing we're going to do uh, this year round. So people who listen to the whole thing will appreciate just little 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 nuggets of uh, knowledge there. Josh, it's time for the Hidden Oaks highlights. Don't you think? Let's talk about us. Let's stroke ourselves for a little bit, huh? No. Well, Josh, it looks like you uh, you, had compiled, uh, you compiled you uh, compiled whoever won the side bet week one, and so uh, who won the side bet week one? Who's got five dollar dues coming their way? Um, it is Willie
1: um, with the Hummelberg victory, so the highest total points in the flex position um, without a touchdown. Sorry, Gar, that's where we got you. That's where the original thirteen came up with the plan to s- s- spoil you because you would have had it if touchdowns <laughs> were included. God um, damn it! Brandon Cooks with 18.2 in Willie's flex. Biggest blowout, as I predicted, was Brian versus me. Uh, Brian put up 174.7 to my 113.85. Totally called it. So I guess kind of a win. And then the nail biter goes to Gar and Garrett. A game that if Lamar Jackson wasn't such a poopy quarterback, might have ended in Garrett's favor. But Garlic came out on
0: top 125.3 to Garrett's 123.55. Yeah, Josh. That Monday night game last night, it I lost my virginity, I think, ten times in that one game. I lost it to Derek Carr, I lost it to Laminar Jackson. Uh, I would have lost it one more time if Justin Tucker would have kicked one more field goal. But thankfully I held on and I uh I took down my uh fellow uh G brother. Suck it, Garrett. You lose nerd. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then uh I know I texted you earlier, one of the things that we used to do in these this Hidden Oaks Highlights was go through the teams, players that did well, and all that jazz, and people don't want to listen to that. So instead, I did something to kind of make fun of us as a league, as well as kind of toot our own horn. And so we got the highs and the lows of the week. And so just a quick overview of it. Um, I went through every team, and in the starting lineups only, picked a, player, or picked a player that had the lowest score and the player that had the highest score, and then I compiled a team. So if they were in the flex spot, I only counted flexes. I didn't count them as a running back or a wide receiver. And so for the lows, um, just running through the players, we had Fitzpatrick at quarterback at 0.85, Sony Michelle at 0.2, Saquon Barkley, 3.7, Mike Evans, 5.4, Sutton, 2.4, Kasicki and Ayuk at 0, the Tampa Bay-Green Bay defense were both started with negative 3, and then Graham Gano with 1. If you were to have this lineup, you would have scored a whopping 10.55 points in PPR. With the highs, we've got Mahomes with 36.65, CMC with 27.7, Mixon with 25, Cooper with 39, Hill with 37, Waller with 26.5, Debo, Samuel with 32, Pittsburgh's D with 13, and Gay with 12. If you would have had that lineup, which kind of is unlikely um 248.75 would be your total
0: dang dude that's uh that's quite the discrepancy from basically the worst starting lineup to the best starting lineup that's a 240 point swing dude so, yeah, i didn't even go into i didn't even go into the bench players because i'm sure that there were some bench
1: players that uh, didn't do so hot either because i know i had rojo on my bench and he was negative
0: dang dude also audacity just stopped recording so that's interesting good thing we got Craigbot going now these days so he's got a backup audio but that's not good for the program big shot i've never had to use the craig audio I haven't even listened to him i don't know what the quality is but <laughs> i'm gonna have to use it now because audacity is not responding oh man okay well the podcast goes on josh uh week two side bet you've done a lot of talking today and i appreciate it but i can do a little talking here week two another side bet that i won't win uh because side bets are a scam to keep money away from me we got better be better. Uh, so we're going to subtract last week's score from this week's, and the team with the highest remaining score wins. So it's basically who has the Struck biggest impact? Brian. Ba- <laughs> basically whoever has the biggest improvement from last week and so brian as you just mentioned he had like 170 points last week so there is a 0.00069 percent chance that brian wins this side bet uh do you i'm trying to pull up espn right now josh but if you have it open already do you happen to know who had the lowest score last week and thus probably has the best chance to be uh to be better be better than last week I think it was Derek I think he only had like 89 uh Bradley had 94 Derek only had 86 hoofta
1: yeah, and his, not a single player ended up
0: on. Oh, never mind. I was looking at the highs list. Yep, a couple of his ended up on the lows. <laughs> okay, so Bradley and uh, Derek, the only two people did not break 100 points last week, they have the best chance to win this one. Prib, I see you're listening, so let's go ahead and look at what your score was last week, just because you're here. You scored 128, so it's going to be hard to do a lot better than that, but it's still not impossible. Um, so, you know, just, you know, everyone's trying to set their best lineup every week, but if you're, uh, if you have the biggest improve from, uh, uh, week one you got a chance yeah, well to, i have the uh, worst
1: he i'm playing pribs and, and i've got the worst defense in the league after one week so he might have a chance of putting
0: up that big number there you go Prib. you just need a really good fantasy offense this week to take down josh's fantasy defense oh boy okay so uh brad and derek make sure you're trying your hardest to win that five bucks and uh another five bucks i won't win because i had a pretty average week last week josh who do you you predicted the biggest blowout last week the most accurately so i have to give the floor to you again we got a whole new set of week two matchups who do you think is going to be the biggest blowout and who do you think is going to be the nail biter in the hidden oaks redraft league this week
1: well i'm going to go with the nail biter being the uh, the Skybusters versus over the hill the father-son matchup of the week um, i think that there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of a lot of angry words exchanged over text and duck calls and um, it's just going. It, I think that's going to be the nail biter. As far as the biggest blowout of the week, um, I'm going to go with Jeremy over me because I give up on my season long before the season started.
0: I mean, fun fact: if you would have started backup quarterback, uh, <laughs> if you would have started backup quarterback um, Justin Fields, you would have scored more fantasy points last week. Why didn't you do that? Yeah, I mean, you went out of your way to draft the guy. What are, what are we doing here? Trust me, he's my starting lineup for next week. <laughs> no, he's not. You're going to pick someone up. You have to. Nope. Oh, boy. All right, well, if I'm going to predict biggest blowout, I don't know. I got a really bad feeling, and, you know, we shouldn't do this as hosts constantly, but I got a really bad feeling that Hammer's just going to mop the floor with me. I don't know why. I'm projected to beat him by five right now, but I think Hammer's really just <laughs> really going to have his way with me. And if I had to go with Nailbiter, right now it's looking like, uh, if just going off projection, it looks like Jesse and uh, T are supposed to be the closest. But I think I will echo what you said and that it's gonna be the Knut bowl that's gonna be uh, be a nail biter. So we'll see. Oh did did you choose that word uh, specifically for Brad? Oh I mean let's just say Bradley's a fan of bowls. You got a problem with bowls? What's wrong with bowls, Josh? I don't know. I mean I guess that's where I'd eat cereal. Bingo. That's what I'm saying, dude. So I mean as long as you like cereal, I don't see what the problem is, pal. Yep. Medical minute oh boy josh so this is so jamie seems to struggle with what the definition of a minute is so this is actually like i think two minutes and 15 seconds we might have to immediately change the title of this to medical moment but i think jamie does actually a really good job of like giving us technical medical terms uh talking about what concussions are doing and what they are so i'm just going to go ahead and play this because uh, jamie's a doctor and she can describe things much better than me so jamie talk to us about some concussions please
2: Hey, Hidden Oaks team, this is Dr. Hammer with the very first edition of Medical Minute. Here we are today to talk about concussions. You probably know a little bit about concussions, traumatic brain injuries that happen after blunt force trauma, specifically in football games and wrestling matches with your siblings. But do you really know what they're evaluating when they run down on the field? Athletic trainers and medical staff aren't only checking for symptoms of concussions, such as dizziness, nausea, forgetfulness of the event, but they're also checking out for more severe things like headache and symptoms of brain bleeds, being unable to touch your nose and tell what day or time it is, or forgetting your name even. That can be more worrisome for bleeding in the brain or something more severe like a stroke. Once they've ruled out the player isn't actively dying from a stroke or bleeding inside the brain, what are they gonna do about it? The thing that I think is so cool about concussions is the advancements that have been made over the last couple of years. Now it's not uncommon for somebody to do sort of a pre-concussion testing when they start an athletic season with a standardized assessment of concussion, which is sort of a baseline understanding of how smart a person is, how good their orientation is, how good they do at memory tests. So then when we're actually trying to figure out they have a concussion or not, we can compare their score to their own previous score and not just use some sort of standardized measurement. Once you've been formally diagnosed, we want to keep a good close eye on you for 24 hours. That's really the time frame where you're going to develop things like seizures, real loss of consciousness, or serious confusion that leads to you not being able to breathe. After that time frame, it's all about just getting you back to your baseline. Keeping an eye on your memory, your orientation, if you're having symptoms like headache or nausea, and trying to get you back into sports as soon as possible athletes and fantasy football fans know as well as i do that it can be pretty variable when you're allowed to go back to work and play but the big thing is waiting until your symptoms resolve and kind of getting gradual but early reintroduction to athletic activity and early but gradual reintroduction of memory things such as learning school and work but we want to get players back participating as soon as they're able so we keep trying to encourage mental activity and keeping them well hydrated sleeping well and taking care of any mood and depression sort of symptoms that can show up during this time as well. That's this week's Medical Minute. I hope you guys had a good time. Look forward to talking to you next week about chronic traumatic encephalopathy, what can happen if you have too many concussions over time. See you then.
0: Josh, do you feel like you learned something? Well, I mean, to sum
1: up for the people in the crowd that are dum-dums like me, brain
0: owie have you had any brain owies josh in football or otherwise yes <laughs> so, are, so are you gonna i've had
1: so i know i've taken those assessments that she mentioned as far as the advancement go and as the assessments advance um or as they the medical medicine advances and they create those assessments the the football players get smarter and actually score lower than they know they can because they know that when they get a concussion they'll be able to you know beat that score so at Hamlin, we had guys intentionally score lower because if they ever did get a concussion, they wanted to have a better chance of passing. And that is your anti-medical minute.
0: <laughs> I was literally going to ask you that. I was like, as a football player, have you ever noticed anyone sandbag those tests? And you just came right out with it, dude. That's incredible. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I mean, so there's some football because, like, ugh, I, I get it. I get why they're doing it. Some football guys are just pure football guys through and through. But that's that's a little bit insane to me. But at the same time, uh. You know, in the same position, I might do the same thing, who knows
1: yeah, and i mean even even me i wasn't i'm not pure football guys like them i mean i was I might be the all time best third string fullback in Hamlin history. There's no you know data to deny it, but um it uh i i got a few of them when I was out there when I was on defense the year before and 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 it was literally just the, the people on the field can kinda tell and and so they'll they'll tell you where to go so Um, When I was out there, I went head-to-head with a different fullback when I was outside linebacker, and I kind of just stood straight up looking around like, okay, I know I'm on a football field, but what else needs to be done? And my D-lineman came over and goes, Josh, Josh, over here, and you know, grabs me and acts like he's uh, celebrating something and then put me in my spot.
0: Dang, dude. All right, well, um, so does that mean after you've had a couple uh – a couple concussions or whatever are you going to tune in astutely to her talking about CTE next week or whatever the fuck she the actual term something encephalopathy I don't even know what she said but um I mean I'll, I I kind of have no choice since I'm part of the show no I know but uh, I mean you could also like zone out and not pay attention I guess is what I'm getting at like are you going to yeah
1: no I mean I'll I'll pay attention it is interesting and I don't I hope I haven't had enough uh head trauma to um, have that sort of thing happen because it is very scary but i have talked to some guys who experienced chronic headaches um and stuff they they also played for five years in college um so that's unfortunate but um i'm
0: i'm i haven't had necessarily that mine's more back and hips gotcha well shout out to jamie uh i don't know if we'll always have so much commentary on it but this one was super interesting especially since josh has played football so jamie we really appreciate you contributing that medical moment medical minute whatever we end up calling it uh after we workshop and see how long these usually are but uh i think it's really cool to have a doctor talk about you know it does not always have to be sports injuries we can talk about other stuff too but it's just a cool little you know uh pulling back the curtain so to speak of uh of football and uh medical stuff stuff stuffs josh Oh, and I wanted to mention that uh, Carlin Bear did say that uh, he had a concussion once in uh, <laughs> in the international aisle of Walmart. So I don't I don't know if you want to diagnose that for him real quick. You were in HOSA once. What do you think that says about Colin Bear? Well, I think that,
1: like many people, he checks the uh, ripeness of his coconut by hitting it against his head, and he found a good
0: one. Gotcha. Uh, you know what? That makes the most sense to me. Josh, it is time fan favorite segment the fave farve uh last year the fave five we brought it down to four we got more on brand with the farve people are hype people are excited we also got more entries than i thought we would for a week one show um but, yeah, people were excited to share their Fave farf Pokemon. I, I, ret- I reached out to a couple Pokemon experts to make sure we got their voicemails, but uh, we also got a couple others, and I'm excited to hear. Josh, talk about what you were doing when you were compiling your list. Were you thinking about the TV shows and the movies? Were you thinking about playing the game? Were you thinking about all of the above? I guess what was on your mind before we hop into some of these Fave farf Pokemon?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about uh, about the game as well as... Uh, just general fun facts and things that just sort of bothered me, so that's kind of how I came up with my list i, I did i will say that I don't have any of the uh um i don't have it sounds like Mika was buried underground for twelve hours. holy cow, I think he's um, a miner or something <laughs> yeah um I don't have any of like the the standard you know starter Pokemon or Pikachu or anything like that all those are easy answers so um. But how about you? Did you have any plan when you were making yours?
0: So, Josh, you know how normally I'm a super organized, super on top of everything guy? Like, I usually have everything in order. I'm very punctual with any sort of work. I, you know, I get stuff done early and promptly, and I'm just really generally on top of things like the project manager I've been trained to be. Yeah.
1: You haven't done it yet?
0: I. I did do it. I was just gonna. When you talked to me at the beginning of the show, and you were like, "So you're ready to talk about Pokemon?" and I was like, "I did everything on earth for the show except make my own Pokemon list. I was sitting oh, there bugging other people." I made
1: some notes, okay.
0: Are you just saying that you could, I'm not saying you didn't contribute. I was just saying like, I was doing a bunch of stuff for the show. Okay. But no, I did Whoa, not. No, uh, no, no,
1: no, no. Did it, didn't I not say last week, the rules are you have to have it in before the show starts? No, you we're said the rules were you one. were
0: limited to one voicemail is what you said last Damn week. Uh, and why Why would you, you, don't, you just don't want more content than less? I mean, I don't know what you're getting at I don't here. know. All right. Uh but we always go with the fan Faye Faves first. Um and I you know I think we out of respect Brad goes last this week. Kyle, I got Kyle Jagnogger, spoiler, to come in. I'll do him second to last. And then Levi's usually pretty funny. So we'll do Levi third to last. Uh we'll start out with Brian though. Brian literally just got in here, so perfect timing on Brian. Let's hear Brian's Faye Favre Pokemons before we make this podcast two hours by rambling about nonsense. Where's Brian? There he is. All right. You ready? Yeah. This is Brian with my five favorite
1: Pokemon. Wow, he's already Number five, the bouncy one. (laughs) Number four, the one that eats the bouncy one. Number three, that little lizard that breathes fire. Number two, Pikachu. (laughs) And my number one favorite Pokemon of all time is we didn't have pokemon as a child we had outside
0: <laughs> this guy think he's funny does the, do these boomers just enjoy shitting all over this do they is that attra- do they think that's attractive do they think we like that i love it oh god and Brian, by the way, it's we said many times last week, I know you listened to the pod, you were live last week, it's Faye Favre, we're only doing four now, so I don't know if you were just doing five so you could drop an outside last, or if you weren't paying attention, but it's four now, Brian, it's the Faye Favre. Uh, oh, God. I got outside time, made
1: him so he can't count.
0: Yeah, he got fucking sun poisoning or something. Alright, we'll go with Jamie next. Big shout out to Jamie, Dr. Hammer from the Medical Minute. This is
2: Jamie Hammer here with her favorite four... Pokemon. My very first is Eevee. I think Eevee is very versatile. I did not know this, but it actually has eight different evolution types. Jolteon, Flareon, Leafeon, Sylveon, Espeon, and Ombreon. And my favorite, which will be my second favorite Pokemon, is Vaporeon, the coolest of the Eevee evolutions. You got Gyarados, because it was so much fun to try to evolve one in Pokemon Go. And then finally, Ditto, just for being so cool and uh, morphing to its environment. Mimicking whoever it is. You just never know who Ditto could be.
0: Dude, Ditto's a good pick. I Ditto might have to make my impromptu list that I didn't make myself, Josh. How do you feel about uh, Jamie's list there? I got kind of
1: lost. I, I do... I Okay, so yeah. So, Evie, Gyarados, Vaporeon, Vaporeon, Ditto. Got it. Yep. I feel like Ditto's kind of a cheating answer just because, you know, it's every single one. <laughs>
0: I mean, kinda, but it's it's but it's uh, still unique in its own in its own way. Yeah, no, um, that's fair.
1: Her list was unique.
0: All right, so let's go on to who do we got next on the list. I got Jack. His was in very last second, but and Jack requested it. But Jack, you're not a Pokemon expert like I know some of these other Pokemon experts. So Jack, let's uh, let's see what you got to say about your farf Pokemans. All right, kicking it off with a late submission
1: for the Fafar farf Jesus, Pokemon.
0: Jack. How what? You- can we? But, this is... I'd like to apologize on behalf of everyone else who so has to listen to this. It sounds like Jack is recording it from the back seat of his car. Um, I don't know what, what, what this is. In yeah. <laughs> This is... Alright, we'll play it. We'll play it just so other people can bury Jack. Make sure you mention him in the Discord and how trash his audio is. He's at Mihoff, I think, in the Discord. You should be able to mention him. So make sure you bury Jack after you listen to this. Josh, I'm sticking just to the 151 originals. Also, I'm not going to use any legendaries or starters, so Pikachu, you can stay the hell out of this. Uh, number five, I'm taking this off with Needle King, one of my mainstays on my teams growing up. I think he's got a beastly design, evolves super early, and has one of the best move pools in the game, being able to learn any TM.
1: Number three, my favorite of the ED illusions, Jolteon, also a really cool looking design. Um, top end speed can
0: beat anybody pretty much one on one, just with speed alone. Just Number two, Gyarados. I just love the concept in the originals, how you can take this seemingly useless Pokemon, waste of space, and throw it up 20 levels into uh, a beast for the rest of your game. And number one, by far my favorite, not even close, Arcanine. I mean, it's a fire dog, come on. Also, it looks really, really cool, and little known fact, it was actually one of the original three legendaries. should not say that way, but they let it keep all of its legendary stats. I mean, that was... I, did you even listen to the Pokemon he said? Because I was too distracted by that audio. I was I was
1: trying to find out what the person next to him was ordering from when he...
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Jack. We do appreciate you making the effort to uh, to get in there. But that was horribly. All right. Uh, Carmel Bear, you're next on the list. Fave Farf Pokemon. Hey, boys. It's your friend Carmel Bear here with this Fave Farf Pokemon. Starting with number four, we have a little guy known as Voltorb. for obvious reasons. He's a Pokeball that gets inside of a Pokeball that sleeps inside of a Pokeball. I just like that kind of creativity. Number three, we have Jinx. And I mean, look at that mouth and tell me you don't want to take her home after last call at a bar. With a mix between Nicki Minaj and Grimace, she's sure to make your next family function enjoyable and slightly problematic. Number two, brings us Cubone. He's a dude that uses his mother's skull as a helmet, and that's fucking hardcore. And coming in at number one is the big bad himself, Agumon. Sure, he's a Digimon, and sure he doesn't wear clothes, but at least he can talk.
1: And for the same reason I wouldn't want Helen Keller as a girlfriend, communication is important. When
0: Pikachu says, Pika Pika, what does that little yellow fucker want? Too much mystery for me. Oh, boy. Thank you, Carl and Bear. I would like to take a second just to shout out the fact that uh, Prib messaged me individually on uh, on Discord versus just going into the general chat. Prib said that he agrees with good Brian. So, uh, Brian, Prib, a.k.a. Jeremy, a.k.a. the guy at the corner who lives across from where, you know, the Taylors used to live. He, he really liked your Pokemon list, specifically the outside comment, I'm sure. So, Thank you for sending me that message individually. Uh, Alright, Josh. So we've got some... Josh, why don't you talk about... we? Brad and Kyle, okay? These are our last two Pokemon hitters here. These guys have been playing Pokemon a long time. They still play Pokemon today. Why don't you talk about kind of the expertise they're bringing in here? Well, I mean,
1: we talk about how we are the experts of the fantasy football world. If there was a fantasy Pokemon world, it's these two. So... I would I would hang on to their every
0: word and I can't wait to hear what their fave farves are. Who do you think will have a better one? Let's pit let's make you pit them against each other. Um do you think Kyle's gonna come through with a better list or are you backing Brad here? Well, I'm gonna go and uh toss out
1: anyone that throws a Pokemon that's not in the original one fifty one. So if anybody does that, then they're off.
0: But I mean, Look, these, uh, but these guys play gold and silver like religiously. It's they're like some of their favorite games. So I, I almost guarantee it's going to happen for both of them. Having not, I have not I listened know. to them. That's that's kind of why I said that. Oh, I see. Okay, so you're picking none of them. How neutral of you, Josh? Well, let's let's get into it. Kyle, your fave Farv Pokes.
1: Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Pokemon expert, Kyle Jevnager here. Uh, top four pokemon easy list to make up here Not coming to number four we got a lugia lugia is a legendary it is a beast it is an all-around powerhouse can't go wrong with lugia it could fly around anywhere number
0: three we got a Lapras. you could you could fish from the top of a shell of a Lapras anywhere you wanted go anywhere in the world um and i like fishing so that's what i would do with that number two we got a mew mew is another legendary uh could teleport you places It'd be a playful Pokemon to have. Just something cool. You could ask it about the olden days because, you know, it's legendary. It's a it's an old Pokemon. Uh, coming in at number one, we
1: got Umbreon. Very easy choice. To be more specific, we want a shiny Umbreon. We'd keep breeding until we got one. They have the blue pattern on them instead of the, the yellow of a normal one. Uh, again, that was your top four Pokemon list by no one other than Bassmaster Saiyan, baby.
0: okay so he even specifically went into shiny so that's a guy who's grinding the game and you know it how much how much do you think of what kyle just said that pribs or brian even understood
1: they're probably on uh what's that one site um for the foreign languages learn mandarin (laughs) in a month
0: or whatever sure rosetta stone yep that's what that's what they're doing Gotcha. All right. Well, I can only assume Bradley's going to use similar language. Uh, Brian, I would remind you, this is your bloodline. So this guy is about to talk about this super nerdy shit as you bury us and talk about outside. This is your son. You raised this kid and let him play Pokemon to this day. So this is what Bradley has to say about his fave, farv Pokemon.
3: This is Bradley with my fave, farve, Pokemon. Uh, coming in at number five we got Typhlosion, uh, Generation 2 Fire-type starter Pokemon. I know it might be uh, Generation 2 might not be what the fans like, but I have a lot of good memories with Typhlosion on Gold and Silver. Carried me through a lot. Uh, coming in at number 3, we have Mewtwo. No list is complete without a Legendary, especially an overpowered one. Um, could only get him after you defeat the Elite Four, though, so he wasn't really useful to you mid-game. Uh, Coming in at number two, we have Dragonite. Big old bulky dragon. Could take a lot of hits and put out a lot of damage. Um, We all know how much Lance could do with them. And then my number one favorite Pokemon is Charizard. The fire flying type Pokemon. And to this day, it's a tragedy that he was not a dragon type as well. I'm out
0: again i'd like to mi- remind brian that that is his own bloodline he raised that uh any surprises there in bradley's list josh to you as someone who's been uh close with bradley uh your entire life nope none
1: a lot of fire pokemon could have seen that coming
0: <laughs> he's a he's a big charizard guy big dragon guy uh, i will say i mean this wasn't going to make bradley's list but i got bradley on the gangar long ago and for bradley to not list uh <laughs> <laughs> <You could. laughs> uh so i mean you can hear like i I let the sound play you can hear the little discord sounds while we're talking here i'm pretty sure uh so pribs just said wow that was nerdy tragic Oh, Pribs, uh, must've verified his email and can now message in the, in the group chat. Good for you, Pribs. Proud of you. Uh, Josh, without further ado, we will talk about our own faith, Pokemon, and, uh, we've got plenty of time to get out of here in under an hour. So I'm happy about that. Um, but we will have some bonus content coming back live at 7 PM for the folks that want to listen. Anywho, Josh, I feel like I have to go first to give you the walk off shot. Cause I didn't even assemble my list. I will say though, that when I was thinking about this, like kind of last weekish before I put pen to paper or never did, um, I was never big on the Game Boy games. I sucked at them. I was not super good at them. Uh, the only Pokemon game I really slapped to was not Pokemon Snap, but there's like Pokemon Stadium or whatever on the N64. That was my oh, jam. Yeah. I really I played a lot of that game, but uh, I could not. Uh, I just could not get to the Game Boy games. I was not. I was genuinely not good enough. Like I couldn't train my Pokemon high enough. I could never beat the Elite Four. I never grinded or looked up like what was it Game Shark or whatever like cheat codes were this or that. I never did that. I just never got into it. I was an Xbox guy as soon as I got one of those. So I will say that I was thinking strictly about TV shows and movies because I watched a lot of Pokemon VHS tapes. Number four for me. Then getting right into it. I'm gonna go with Slow King. And I think this was, uh, I, b- I believe, this was from the movie Pokemon 2000, which introduced Lugia, I believe. Uh, and maybe he was from a different movie, I don't know. This is literally all off the top of my head. But uh, I remember him being an OG in that movie. I remember him, uh, there was like some, you know, different colored orbs from like all the other birds they had to collect and this and that. I remember Slowking being a real G. So, uh, yeah, Slowking's my fourth, my fourth favorite Pokemon, Josh.
1: How about you? Coming in at number five for me, I've got, uh, none other than a Pokemon that has no evolution, is not an evolution, Kangaskhan. Pokemon number 115 in the Pokedex, but just so happens to be the second Pokemon designed.
0: How do you know that?
3: Don't
1: question
0: me. Okay. Uh, I don't know, I read it somewhere. (laughs) Okay. I'll go with my third favorite Pokemon. Oh, Brad joining us live. Uh, Brad, you missed yours, but you can listen to the pod later. Um. Uh, My third favorite Pokemon, I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with muck and so again i'm thinking about tv shows and movies strictly and i couldn't tell you what movie or episode this was but ash was at some tournament right and him and pikachu were just plowing through the competition early right and then he had to fight this uh bell sprout and the the electric moves against bell sprout were not so sufficient because bell sprout could just disperse that you know electrical energy with their roots to the ground so ash was like damn i can't beat this bell sprout so then professor oak was like dog i got a muck for you and then Muck comes out and just absolutely mollywops uh Bell Sprout. So I remember that. I watched that VHS specifically a lot because I really thought the Pokemon tournaments were really, really cool. And so Muck is gonna be my third favorite Pokemon.
1: Internet number three for me, we've got Dragonair. Not Dratini, the basic, not Dragonite, the Dragon. We got Dragonair, the slimy worm that can somehow learn fly. I just if if he's able to defy physics like that by all means he deserves to be on someone's
0: fave farf. Uh Josh Uh, It sounds like you're done. Your thoughts are short and sweet. I appreciate that. But uh, my second favorite Pokemon, again, thinking about TV shows and movies, I'm going to go with Psyduck, dude. Psyduck was an absolute G. Um, Just absolute comedy gold throughout every uh, TV show, hanging out with Misty, just doing the dumbest things, hands constantly on the side of the face, coming through in the clutch every once in a while with the psychic move. But uh, Psyduck was an absolute G, and Psyduck is going to be my number two fave Pokemon.
1: Good call um moving on to my number two i actually have a range so i picked uh, the abra Kadabra alakazam um i like first off the name combination awesome um but also the backstory to cadabra is apparently the original cadabra was a child that transformed in the middle of the night which is creepy
0: really or a that kid's show that is i remember that episode with like sabrina and like the kids being trapped as dolls like that was a creepy episode or the parents being trapped as dolls that was creepy all around i think for sure yep
1: yep and then this isn't an honorable mention but another fun fact that i uh, was looking at backstory when i was looking at the backstories to try and add to my Fay uh, farve um the hypno drowsy are apparently they eat dreams so it was looked at as they are a evil Pokemon because they'll eat kids' hopes and dreams if they catch them.
0: Holy shit, Josh. You're digging deep here. Okay, looking for the dark side of Pokemon. All right, well, my number one favorite Pokemon, and this has less to do with the TV show. I mean, the, t- the episode I saw this Pokemon appear in, they were pretty dope. Like, they were a G. They were cool. But also, this Pokemon's color, this Pokemon's aesthetic, just all-around cool, dude. Brad saw this coming a mile away. I'm going number one Pokemon, Gengar, the purple ghost Pokemon. Just an absolute G, dude. And there's that episode. I I, I don't know. It was just, Gengar's my favorite. That's all I got to say about it, Josh. Who's your walk-off shot fave Pokemon? All time.
1: What you said. Number one on Josh's list is Gengar. Really? Oh, Yeah love the ghosts. So Ghastly was always the one that I always kinda hung out and tried to catch whenever you were in that one town. And so then I'd be able to get him and haunter and then but then you had to trade get Gengar and you none know, of my friends had the game. So you know I had a little little bit of jealousy when I wasn't able to get him. But um I mean this guy was first off, that entire evolution chain so powerful that they actually had to add the poison category. So their rivals, the Abra Kadabra Alakazam combo would be able to beat them or you know at least match them but before that in the original they were just too powerful nothing that psychic had no weaknesses so
0: they just steamrolled all right brad i will or uh josh I will let you know that brad has requested to speak and so now i have invited him to speak uh this has not worked out for al when he tried it but brad i have invited you to speak so we will see if it works unless you did that on accident i don't know i'll give it a couple seconds to see if you come along and speak but uh I have invited you to do so, but it looks like you no longer requested it, so I'll just yep. ignore that. All right, well, you can come for the post pod, the after pod, <laughs> where, where we don't talk about Pokemon anymore. Uh, yep. Oh. <laughs> He said, accident, trying to comment, Gengar sweeps. Got it. All right. Um, so Brad was not trying to speak after all. So Josh, next week, Fay Favre, uh topic. This one was topical. Uh, obviously, we're a little bit behind it now, but at the same time, we won't be able to bring it up for another three years. So I thought it would be good to get it in now, because if this podcast exists in three years, oof, duh, I don't know. I don't know where we'll be at life. But uh, Josh, what's the Fay Favre topic for next week? Summer Olympic events. And does this get you excited? Does this get your... Does this get the juices flowing? This is where everyone puts their differences aside and becomes goddamn Americans. You a big fan of the Olympics yourself, Josh? I mean,
1: if they're on TV, I'll watch them. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch them. What? Well, okay. Well, you're really selling
0: the Faye Farve next week, Josh. I mean, come on. Well, I didn't pick this. Me? I mean, I did. I was going to say me neither, but I sure did. All right, Josh. Let's get into the outro. Let's get out of here in under an hour. Um. You have any final words for the folks? Um,
1: vegetables are poison. I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. That sounds like some conspiracy type stuff, but. I will let everyone know, for the three people listening live right now, we are coming back at 7. We've kind of, I know this podcast has evolved a lot over time, but if you want just some raw football talk, talking about fantasy and just football games in general, Josh and I will be back at 7. You can listen live for free, otherwise it'll be behind the paywall on Spotify and Anchor, so you can subscribe to listen to whatever you want, but if you want to listen to it for free, you have to come back here and do this exact same thing at 7 p.m. Central uh, Daylight Time. Um... NoxOverdose at gmail.com is where you can interact as well as anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Uh, The Discord server is a great place to chat check out the, you know, the Gridiron Gossip Gang the memes, Josh's massive poll. got to do voting on that. HitDokesOverdose.com is another great place that Josh has really created. Uh, You can sponsor the show in a bunch of ways, either by sending us cash and sponsoring segments of this and that, or going to anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash subscribe. For just five bucks a month, you can set it and forget it and support us, and uh, I think Josh and I are worth five bucks a month in the end. We earn more than that in the fall, and we earn less than that in the summer, but overall, I think it evens out. And a big shout-out to Al. Al is currently our only Anchor subscriber, so Al's the only guy who can go back and listen to our uh, subscribe only podcast whenever he wants but uh, we appreciate that sweet sweet money and uh, for five bucks a month I think you earned uh, sponsoring a segment once a month so we'll have to talk to you next week about sponsoring one of the segments in your name yeah. or in your business's name so Josh you ready to get the hell out of here and uh, be back here at seven
1: yes my lovely wife has made dinner and I've been having to sit here and smell it for the last half hour so deuces alright later <laughs>
0: P to the OG Norm McDonald. See you later, kids.